Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. And always live on the free Odyssey app presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Welcome back. It's Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. David Haw, Bruce Levine until 11 o'clock. I love my Saturday mornings talking baseball with you, Bruce. I miss this. It was a lot of fun, obviously, uh, doing the Bears during the Bears season. I'm glad that's over. It's, it's fun being back. And there's a lot to talk about this weekend, and a lot of it revolves around the White Sox. And not just because today is 60th birthday of Ozzie Guillen. Happy birthday, Ozzie Guillen. How about that, Bruce? Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I, I still remember seeing a 21-year-old kid uh, in his first spring training with the White Sox. Uh, his English was, well, I don't want to say it, it's a little bit better now. And <laughs> the guy had braces on his teeth. He was feisty and competitive and fun as he as he is, uh, 39 years later and just a, a terrific person and, and a great family. What a what a what a great guy to, to call friend in baseball and around Chicago. He's a Chicagoan. Couldn't agree with you more. We're, we're blessed to have Ozzy as a regular contributor to the score during the baseball season, and he is somebody that you know covering him and 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 being friends with him after covering him is is something that still kind of is is one of those things that you look at like wow that's that that evolved. But it was great in both cases. And let's say this, Ozzy Guillen's I think legacy as a Chicago White Sox manager and player, is intact. That brings and broadcaster us to, now. And broadcaster, absolutely. Yep. As an analyst, yep. he's terrific at it. He's an award-winning analyst as well. Which brings us to the subject of legacies. And I do wonder, Bruce, and I, and I think when we talk about this White Sox stadium flirtation or the possibility of examining the pros and cons of going to the South Loop in the 78, building a ballpark, 37,000 seats, 7,000 parking spaces, revitalizing the franchise. I want to know, from your perspective, covering baseball as long as you have, knowing Jerry Reinsdorf as well as you do, how much of this quest is financially driven because it immediately increases the value of the franchise? How much of this quest is legacy driven, wanting to leave something better than he found it? Because that is something that a lot of people talk about. And now with this project, Jerry Reinsdorf could be in a position to do. Well, the one thing you know about Jerry Reinsdorf is he gets things done. 
David. Okay. So there's a building called the United Center. Most people think Michael Jordan built it. In actuality, uh, David, uh, the Wurtz family and Jerry Reinsdorf built the United Center for $140 million, which they took a loan out with Japanese bankers back in the early 90s and paid it off within five years. So this is a man, that $140 million building is worth well over a billion dollars now. This man can get it done, okay? Whether, you, whether you're a big fan of his as an owner of the White Sox or not, this, is, this guy is in the position he's in and has been all these years because he knows how to make deals and get them done. Is he a great baseball owner? Has he won enough championships? Uh, those are questions that even Jerry asks himself from time to time. The reality is this is one more thing that he can do for the city of Chicago, his family, and the fans of the White Sox, more importantly, all in one bundle, which is perfect. Why wouldn't you do it? That's the answer. Uh, again, do people like Jerry Reinsdorf? I, I don't know. Do you, I mean, do you, do you think people care uh, about Tom Ricketts or, uh, you know, do they really walk around complaining about the owners of the Bears? I think the media complains more about them than, than fans Oh, I do. disagree with that, Bruce. Okay. I totally disagree with that. All right. I, I think that the McCaskies are the easiest targets and the most consistent target, I think, of Bears fans. I think when you look at the Cubs – you know, Tom Ricketts is still relatively new to the landscape, considering he bought the team in 2009. And you look at the Wurtzes with the Blackhawks, Jerry Reinsdorf with the, the White Sox, and, and certainly the McCaskies with the Bears. Uh, Tom Ricketts still is the new kid in town, essentially. I, I want to ask you this, and I'm curious what people think. 312-644-6767. I don't know if I agree with you if that Jerry Reinsdorf cares about the White Sox fan. I I don't know that the recent evidence suggests that that is a priority. I don't why would think he do it then? Oh, why would he do? I I, I wonder. I, I and I guess you're answering my question, so I appreciate that. But I do, and maybe am skeptical if doing this, exploring this, is for the fan base or is for the financial uh, profit. Because it, it's, you're, it's you're... all of those. It's all of those, David. Look uh, again. You know, you go back to ownership. What fans care about? I will humbly step out and say what what Cub, Cub and White Sox fans care about is the quality of the players on the team and whether they can win or lose. They don't care about next year, the year after, the year after that, as to how uh, Jed Hoyer in the front office and Chris Getz in the front office have to prepare uh, economically for it. The, the one thing about a, an ownership of a new team uh, in a new ballpark, or, or the same team in a new ballpark is, it's going to be a big plus for the fans. They're going to have a better fan experience, and there's going to be more money to spend. Will Jerry or the new owner spend that money? That'll be up to them at that time. The point is, is that this, this will be a better experience than what they have right now. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, I think, Bruce, I think fans like winning. And when you look at what the White Sox have not done recently, they haven't won. They've been unlikable. They have... I don't know if it makes any sense, but there's almost like been an active indifference from ownership. There's been, uh, it's, they've been a hard to, team to embrace, the hardest team in town. White Sox fans, how many people do you know who are White Sox fans that are fed up with whatever the case is, bringing in players that are unlikable or uh, not doing things in the name of winning? The Tony La Russa era was a disaster. And I think that when you look at, when you look at some of the things that Sox fans are looking at, I, I do wonder, I think it's fair to wonder how much ownership values the fan input look, and, and respects the fan base. David, you have to have a perspective above and beyond the score, talk radio, uh, conversation on television, on, on, uh, uh, on X, on any type of social media. That's not necessarily the consensus of every White Sox or Cub fan about how they feel about ownership, okay? okay. I, I, you're, you're a smart guy. You've been around forever, you know, so you understand that. The, the reality is, is that is Jerry well-liked at this point? No. Uh, I don't think Tom Ricketts was well-liked in 21 and 22 either when the Cubs were rebuilding, okay? I don't think that was that was a great time for them. I don't think people were happy about losing Rizzo and losing Bryant, losing Baez, uh, as it turned out, turned out to be the right move, but that, that's a story for another day. In this situation, there's nobody that will tell you, I don't think, that really has a, their finger in the pulse, and again, this is just me talking, mm-hmm. that staying where the White Sox are at right now is a good idea for the future. I, I think that's perspective that I respect, Bruce, and I, and I know that's why we're having this conversation. You know the landscape, and you know the man, and I do wonder about how much of this flirtation with the South Loop is because as a result of some of the things we've been talking about. But that's enough of us. Let's get to our, our listeners because there's a lot of people who want to weigh in here, and the score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit betql.com. Let's continue the conversation with Tracy from Naperville. Good morning, Tracy. Welcome inside the clubhouse. Oh, yes. Thank you for taking my call. Um, But my point is I'm going to be very brief. I think they're doing this thing backwards. You build the team first and then worry about where they're going to play because you could take $10 million and go out to uh, a minor league uh, uh, complex and, and, and build it up if you just want to size down, because that sounds like what he's trying to do. Build the team first, I don't and then agree. you'll get the fans and everything else. Thanks, Tracy. Appreciate the phone call. Bruce, you can do both. It's easy to do both. Other, other teams have done both. Well, it's not easy to do both. Uh, okay. I would say... It's easy I, to try I, to do both. It's, it's easy to try <laughs> to do both. I, I, would ju- I would just say this. Um, monetizing 
a franchise for an owner is a really good idea for a fan. Now, does that guarantee that the owner is going to spend money for you? But if you're in the city of Chicago, okay, and, and if Jerry gets a rap, and I understand this, they've never had a $100 million player. Ever. I don't know if that's a badge of honor or a badge of not, not trying hard enough. But That's reality, an embarrassment, Bruce. It's an embarrassment. Okay, okay but, uh, you know, your $100 million players don't always work out, okay? Either to your 60 or $70 million players. But the, re- the reality is uh, if you have more revenue coming in, if you monetize that franchise, moving past a mistake of signing a $100 or $200 million player is much easier, okay? Still, you must run a great organization. You must have a good minor league system, okay? You have to have smart people helping you run it. These are things that, that Jerry is working on, has worked on, not to the... Not not to the um, fans' uh, acceptance on a lot of that area. Not to the media's acceptance on a lot of area. Not to his own by proving that he had to replace his whole front office to try to get moving forward. So from that perspective, I just think there is no downside to this. If taxpayers are not going to pay more than they're paying right now for this stadium, and that's a, a huge issue. It's a big if. That's a big okay. possibility. If, if that's the yep. case, yep. then you're talking about living conditions for the people that are in the South Loop and the inconvenience of them having uh, 81 games in that area. Uh, the money that it brings into Chicago, that area, great. The businesses in that area, great. Uh, living conditions for people who live in that area and getting up and back to their homes and uh, people walking around around their homes and you know building uh, complexes, maybe not so great. Let's go to John in Ravenswood. John, welcome inside the clubhouse. Thanks for calling. Morning, gentlemen. Uh, Bruce, I, I, I really enjoy the show. I generally agree with you. I'm a Cub fan. I, I just couldn't disagree more with you on this. Uh, Jerry Reinsdorf got a sweetheart deal from the state of Illinois. Uh, it wasn't good enough for him, so then they threw in the, the restaurant they get now in the parking lot. He, I don't think he has to pay rent or tax on that the Cubs tried to make a move and they were told absolutely zero public money he shouldn't get a penny and then and to to make him out like this benevolent owner that cares about the fans he's never spent for Sox fans and I'll leave you with this he said it himself remember last year he was on some interview he thought no one was listening apparently he dropped his veil and said my behavior and the other owners was tantamount to stealing. That's, a, that's who Jerry Reinsdorf is. His deal's coming to an end. He wants to line his pockets for him, his partners, and his family. Not for Sox fans, not for the people of the city of Chicago. Thanks, John. Appreciate right. the phone call. I don't remember Thanks. him saying stealing, Bruce. I think he was at a seminar in California where he did talk about finishing second, or there is a quote attributed to Jerry about not needing to win necessarily every year. It's just about the, the I, illusion of appearing to want to win. My, my job is not to make Jerry Reinsdorf into a saint. Do I have a relationship with him? Do I like Jerry? Yes, I do. It has nothing to do with how I report. The reality is, is if this is a good deal for the White Sox fans, okay, the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois, okay, the downtown area, for crying out loud, needs something like this. 
a shot in the arm. It really does. It will get the attention of everybody, every official, the mayor's office, the police, the fire department, everybody that is essential to running the city of Chicago. This can be a great thing for everybody, not just for the Reinsdorf family. And at this stage of the process, our obligation and responsibility is to let people know what's going on. And according to the Sun-Times in this morning's paper, it's it, this is going on. Jerry Reinsdorf met with local politicians as recently as last night. So did the uh, business people to, to brief people on what is what is the status of this exploration, of this project. So I think that as we go into it, there are still a lot of questions that remain unanswered. And the biggest one will be, how do you pay for it? And once those questions are adequately addressed, adequately addressed, and we know that there's no public money, that will, that will influence people's opinion on this. I get why there would be reluctance to want to include any type of public funding in a city that can't really afford to prioritize a baseball ballpark in the middle of the South Loop. I get that. But from, from the perspective of due diligence, trying to increase the value of your franchise and do something that would be a legacy type of a thing for Jerry Reinsdorf, this is worth our conversation and worth your time. No doubt about that. Yeah, the taxes aren't going to go down. I'm not – my reporting at the beginning of the show and what the Sun-Times is talking about in their story today is this deal, number one, can get done very quickly here. Okay, number one. Number two, your tax base should not go up from where it is right now, depending on what uh, the mayor – and his people uh, project for taxes going down the line for other reasons. The stadium itself should not be uh, adding to your tax base at this point. Kendall is in Naperville. Kendall, welcome inside the clubhouse. Thanks for calling. Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, Bruce, respectfully, when you question whether it was a badge of honor for to never have signed a player for a $100 million contract, do you know how incredibly pedestrian a $100 million contract in the MLB is now and for the White Sox to have not signed one is nothing more than a direct correlation to the ownership. The fact that we have not had a fan fest in two years is direct correlation to the ownership. This ownership is awful. And you're a reporter. If you don't know how preoccupied the White Sox fan base is with how awful this ownership group is, then you're blind. I know Je I know Ryan Swartz, your friend, but you're not calling it like everybody else oh, okay. That's pretty All right. frustrating. All right. You know, Thanks, look, Kendall. I, th I think difference of opinion is the healthiest thing that we have in the world, okay? And in, in this case, spending $100 million, you don't have to be a genius to do that, okay? That That's not the key to winning championships. Do you need to plug in great players once you have a good franchise going, yes, you do. Are you prone to making mistakes? Spending 100, 150 million. Hey, the Cubs were, were they were they were one for two. 155 million dollars for John Lester. 184 million for Jason Haywood. Okay, you're you're not gonna, you're not going to always be right. The point is, if you have the monetizing of your franchise. You can afford to have more than one, okay? You can afford to make a mistake. You can afford to make mistakes, okay? That's what I'm saying this type of stadium will bring to you as a White Sox fan. Just just listen to this. It's just, it, 
you know, I'm just trying to give you some logic on it. Whether you, you like Jerry or not, whether you think he's a good owner or not, this is the right move right now. I am not a big fan of Jerry Reinsdorf. I don't think he has done uh, a, a responsible job at times with the White Sox, and I understand the fans' rancor and frustration with him. Uh, but I also think that objectively, when you look at what this could create in terms of increasing the, the, the value of the franchise, what it could mean to that area of the city, and in terms of development in Chicago, in fairness, this is something that could alter his legacy. I think it really could, Bruce. I think that when you look at this and, and you say, all right, we'll, we'll begin or end this the way we, we began this segment, try to leave something better than you found it. Building a ballpark in the South Loop for the White Sox would definitely be doing that. David, what is the legacy of Jerry Reinsdorf with the Chicago Bulls? Okay, Michael Reinsdorf runs the franchise uh, and has for the last four or five years and will going forward. What is his legacy there? Okay, do you think people are talking about him selling the Bulls and should get rid of it because they haven't won a championship in 25 years? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't understand that part of it. He doesn't really get much credit for what he did with the Bulls initially. The last 25 years, I think he and I, that's easy his family would, that say, that's easy. Would, would say, hey, that, this isn't what we want to do. We haven't really done what we, we set out to do here. We have, we have failed to get a winner here. Nobody's telling him to sell the Bulls at this point. Well, the Bulls don't need to be sold. The Bulls don't have a fan base that is clamoring for change and inadequacy and, and mismanagement because Michael Why Jordan not? was here because he was the chairman when Michael Jordan that's played basketball years better than ago. anybody in the world. But that's why he said years. his legacy as an owner is intact because Michael Jordan happened to be here. So that, to me, is, is not comparable. Jerry Reinsdorf's passion is baseball. He, he wants to be he, the he baseball He gets no owner. credit for the Bulls. I, I'll tell you that much. And and they should be under scrutiny as well because they I'm not forgiving him for hiring years. Tony Larusa and hijacking that process because he was the chairman when okay. Michael Jordan was a bull. I, they're, they're incompatible. They're two different things, Bruce. Now you tick me off. Okay. Yeah, I mean, how many Bulls uh, coaches have you liked over the years? Oh, I love Phil Jackson. I was a big Phil Scott Jackson. Skiles okay. guy. Oh, Scott Skiles from Northwest Indiana, Bruce. Come on. He was he's the pride of Plymouth. You know I'm going to like him. I didn't like Tim Floyd. Let me think. Bill Cartwright, classy guy. A lot of Bulls coaches I liked. <laughs> Tom Thibodeau, do your job. I love Thibs. He was my guy. Thanks. I, I, you know, I, I'm sorry I brought up another sport. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> Bruce, don't apologize. I love being back. It's fun. All right, we need to get out of uh, this conversation and into a break because we're talking more White Sox with Paul Yanish, who will join us next on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.